Renegade Broadcasting. Hard-hitting talk radio. This is your host, Kyle Hunt, coming to you March 18th, 2021. Thank you so much for joining me here on Renegade Podcasting at renegadebroadcasting.com. It has been an interesting couple days here, so that's what I'm going to be talking about tonight. But before we get to all of that, I just want to say you should check out renegadetribune.com where we have a lot of interesting content. Of course, and also HeathenHerbs.com, where there are some good sales and some new products. So please check it out and spend some money. Spend it before inflation kicks in under President Biden, who looks to be a hologram. Just going to say that. I'm not really going to get into it to here tonight, but there was a video where you have Biden supposedly talking to reporters and the microphone somehow gets in uh, behind his hand, even though it's being held out in front of him. Anyway, there's so many shenanigans going on, I think that they want us to acknowledge them as well. They're putting them out there kind of as these Easter eggs. I feel like they've got enough money and resources to make sure that these staged events actually look good. They're doing this, they're dropping little clues on purpose. So yesterday, guys, we had a a big shooting on St. Patrick's Day. Oh yes, this was all over the news. But before we even get to the shooting, what's really crazy is I was just looking at an article from Newsweek, and I think this really sets the stage for why we might have a psyop here on our hands to get Asians blaming white people for the hate crimes that are being committed against them. And there are legitimate crimes being committed against Asian people in particular, but it hasn't been white people doing it. But now the association is going to be that whites are the big perpetrators of all hate. So this Newsweek article was actually very surprising to me to see critical race theory being tackled in a publication like Newsweek. 
this is very much an interesting kind of development here, seeing these racial issues discussed like this. But of course, it's not a white person talking about how critical race theory is very evil. It's an Asian woman named Helen Rowley, who does not have an Asian name. But uh, you can see her picture here. Yes, definitely looks like an Asian woman. And the article is titled, Asian Americans Emerging as a Strong Voice Against Critical Race Theory. The article starts out, Critical race theory, CRT, is a divisive, discriminatory ideology that judges people on the basis of their skin color. It has penetrated our society. It's in federal agencies and federal contractors' bias training, in school curricula and many corporations' diversity training. Few are willing to speak out against it for fear of being labeled racists or white supremacists. Asian Americans, however, have emerged as a powerful voice against this pernicious ideology. And it goes on to describe how CRT is impacting Asians and doesn't really pay that much attention to white people. But uh, I wanted to point out uh, an interesting little paragraph here. After it goes over all these different hate crimes being committed against Asian people... You have the acknowledgement that it's not white people committing the crimes. Okay, here's the paragraphs. CRT activists blame white nationalism for these hate crimes against Asian Americans. However, all perpetrators in these cases were non-Asian minorities. Asian Americans are concerned that CRT activists intentionally ignoring this inconvenient truth may result in the government misallocating resources and failing to protect Asian American communities from hate crimes. By the way, Asians, welcome to the whole being targeted by uh, different minority groups club. Yeah, we're actually in this one together. And, of course, when Jews get targeted for being Jews, oh, they, you know, but when it's white people being targeted, well, they kind of deserve it. It's They're just getting their comeuppance. That's the narrative. Well, what did that white person say to provoke that? Getting killed. Did that white person use a slur word? Well, then you could kind of understand why they got killed, couldn't you? Huh? That's pretty much the narrative that we see. Anyway, it is good to see anybody speaking out against critical race theory and its many tentacles. But really, this is just actually one of the tentacles if you really analyze the situation and and realize that uh, this goes back to the Frankfurt School and well beyond. Herbert Marcuse and the the F-scale, where you're trying to see just how fascist people are in post-World War II America. All these white people, they, they're they just these little fascists running around, and we've got to beat that. I mean, we've got to indoctrinate. I mean, we've got to propagandize. I mean, we've got to educate. Yes, we've got to educate these white people in anti-racism. Right. Yep. And what this anti-racism really is, is, of course, a code word for being anti-white, but it's all part of the white genocide agenda, teaching this anti-racism. And it is itself the pinnacle of racism, because it blames white people for essentially everything. And so that is what we're seeing now in the wake of this supposed white guy supposedly going around and shooting up three Asian uh, 
massage parlors because apparently he was not only a white supremacist, but he was a, a sex a sex fiend. He just did not want to be tempted to go into one of these places where he might have gone before. And nobody really seems to be paying attention to the fact that you've got uh, whorehouses pretty much being run openly here. Remember when Robert Kraft, that Jewish supremacist who owns Kraft Foods and the Patriots, was caught in a Florida Asian massage parlor in a police sting, and he was able to get his record pretty much wiped Scott clean, and no biggie, he's a Jewish supremacist, let's all forget about all that. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is just perfectly fine. And in actuality, guys, are these really even whorehouses uh, filled with willing prostitutes, or is this sex slavery? Are these Asian girls? And I saw one of the places was named Young's Asian Massage or whatever. Young Asians, that's what they're, tr- they're telling people. And I know it says Young's Asian, but they're telling you, young Asians, are these documented women? Are they even of age? While they're prostituting themselves out, are they getting uh, even a, a cut of the money that is being made off of them? Or was part of the deal that they get brought to America in one of those cargo ships and they then you know, have to work, it, work off their, their voyage? What's really going on here? I don't know, but I do know that that massages by young girls uh, is a way that uh, you often see sex trafficking done. Think about Jeffrey Epstein and all the massages. But let me just remind you that the Jewish supremacist Alan Dershowitz, who says that the government can jab a needle in our arms, and that's perfectly fine, uh, he only kept his, he kept his underwear on when getting one of these massages, and of course the girl was of age, because Jeffrey Epstein, you know, he had the young girl massages, masseuses, but yeah, he'd also employ uh, some older ones too, in their late 20s, sure he would, yeah, that's who, that's who massaged Alan Dershowitz when he kept his underwear on, ridiculous, but anyway, Here's an article at Politico. Advocates, lawmakers demand end to anti-Asian hate crimes after Atlanta killings. This is the aftermath of a whole year of Donald Trump's using the term, terms China virus and Wuhan virus and creating hatred. Oh yes, doesn't this just fit the narrative perfectly? For the past year, faced with a spike in violence against Asian Americans, lawmakers and activists from around the country have pushed for stronger anti-hate crime legislation with mixed results. Now, in the aftermath of the deadly Atlantic shooting that killed eight people, demands for immediate change are growing louder. Problem, reaction, solution. Who really, really wants a stronger anti-hate crime legislation? Is it the average people? Maybe some of them have been duped into believing that this will end up working out well for all of us and uh, to have a lovely, uh, peaceful society. But uh, no, anti-hate crime legislation is going to be used to stifle all dissent, and especially anybody who's opposed to white genocide, where even just being a white person who doesn't hate themselves will essentially become a hate crime already, White people who do not hate themselves are considered domestic terrorists by the media and the politicians, at least a number of them. 
So they're proposing policy fixes to address the rise in hate crimes in the wake of the pandemic. Maybe some people are legitimately uh, committing some of these so-called hate crimes out there because of the lockdown, because many people have been impoverished, because they've been worked up into a frenzy. The amount of deaths and uh, uh, misfortune, whatever it may entail, due to the lockdown, due to the policies uh, placed upon us by our governments, which are, of course, working with a world government, not just a new world order, but a Jew world order, these policies they put forth are so devastating, so destructive in so many different ways. And you look just at the, uh, the classrooms, the schools, how they operate, like there are prisons. They already seem like prisons, but now where they're all standing six feet apart when they can't even talk to each other or socialize while they're all queued up, you know, with their social distancing and their masks on and their temperature checks. This is just disgusting. What, what we put up with is just uh, atrocious. They are treating us worse than they treat their cattle sometimes. At least some of the cattle get to be, you know, free-range uh, grass-fed cattle before they're sent to the slaughterhouse. Look at America's youth before they're sent to die, fight and die in Israel's wars. And it looks like some more of those might be around the horizon with the warmongering going on. Of course, a bit, the big liberal Joe Biden wants to escalate tensions with with China and Russia and Iran. And it's it's all part of this big theater of war. We're all being ruled by the communists, but, uh, you know, communists, Judeo-communists, let's say, uh, from the world government. But, of course, Oceania goes to war with Eurasia, and then the alliances switch, and it's just a, a good way to keep the cattle in line. I do think that they would like to see a big World War III coming up soon, and perhaps we're just uh, basically in the lead-up to it. Anyway... Let's move on. There is so much here to discuss. Of course, in the wake of this shooting, you had so much anti-white rhetoric because, oh, look, it is a white guy we can point the finger at. And again, this is it, it seems like a complete psyop. I have not looked into it too much. But the, the agendas that are being uh, ticked off here, it's just so obvious. So I wrote an article today, Whiteness is a Pandemic, Mainstream Article Incites Readers to Murder White People. Whiteness, i.e. white people being themselves, can be blamed for pretty much every problem in our world, according to the Jewish press, of course. Following the most likely staged shootings at a number of Georgia massage parlors where young Asian girls are almost insuredly enslaved for prostitution, blacktivist Damon Young penned a piece for The Root titled Whiteness is a Pandemic, which was syndicated by outlets such as Yahoo. Uh, so this Damon Young, he actually wrote a book, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Blacker. So I pointed out, well, if blacks getting a blacker can we expect the homicide rate to go up in this country I, I would assume so depending on what he means by blacker but uh, never never will you see any of these mainstream outlets even cite any of these statistics because we need to have the narrative being that white people are the 
ultimate source of evil and violence in this world. White silence is violence. Well, let's just look at the, the rate of violence in this country. It's insane. White people are committing the lowest amounts of violence. Homicides, murders, even just violent crimes in general. Yeah, Asians are pretty low too. I think Asians actually might be lower than white people. I'm actually fairly certain that is the case. So, the uh, <laughs> Asians and white people, the lowest rates of violence, violent crimes. Uh, yeah, then you've got uh, the most violent group <laughs> attacking them relentlessly. I'm, of course, I'm referring to the blacks. And in the Jewish media, all you hear about is, oh, black lives matter. Don't you know black lives matter? Oh, you don't think that black lives matter? Well, then you're a white supremacist bigot. You need to be canceled. So even though black people are committing an absolutely disproportionate amount of murders, rapes, robberies, etc., apparently white people are destroying the world in different ways simply by being white. So this Damon Young writes in this piece, Whiteness is a public health crisis. It shortens life expectancy. It pollutes air. It constricts equilibrium. Oh my God. So you got black people out in the streets killing each other, killing white people, killing Asians. But white people, whiteness is constricting equilibrium, guys. This is a far more heinous crime. It devastates forests. It melts ice caps. It sparks and funds wars. It, yep, that's just white people being white. It flattens dialects. It infests consciousness, and it kills people. White people and people who are not white, my mom included. There will be people who die in 2050 because of white supremacy-induced decisions from 1850. Oh, I I literally just facepalmed. There will be people who die today because of terrible decisions black people make in the heat of the moment, but apparently that is not an issue. And also, you, you could actually replace whiteness there with, with Jewishness, and you would have a pretty you know, decent argument there about sparking the wars and uh, you know being a public health crisis. I would say Jewishness is actually a public health crisis, and if you want to talk about real supremacist ideology, look no further. But anyway, Damon goes on to call the massage parlor shooter a white supremacist, and of course he has zero evidence for this argument. He writes, a line cannon should be drawn from the actions of the white supremacists who stalked into three Atlanta-area massage parlors yesterday and allegedly killed eight people, six of whom were of Asian descent. Why can't you say Asians? Or even Asian-Americans. They're of Asian descent. Yeah, deracinating them as well, huh? To the relentless anti-Asian rhetoric pollinating national discourse over the past year, Ah, anti-Asian rhetoric pollinating national discourse. Blame it on white people. White people are the ones doing this. Damon does not mention that most of the attacks against Asian people have been committed by non-whites, especially blacks. And I talked about that in the uh, when I was going over the recent Newsweek article, which came out earlier this month. But none of this matters to anti-white race hustlers like Damon. He concludes the article with the coup de grace. He writes, White supremacy is a virus that, like other viruses, will not die until there are no more bodies left for it to infect. Guys, I did did a show at basically the beginning of the pandemic talking about, oh, whiteness is a virus. They were pushing this the whole damn time. With the pandemic and the epidemic of white racism, oh, it goes together perfectly in the Jewish constructed 
media. Anyway, he goes on further. So, because white supremacy is a virus, it means the only way to stop it is to locate it, isolate it, extract it, and kill it. So, when do you extract uh, viruses? I know they want to isolate viruses, but quick question. Have they actually isolated the SARS-CoV-2 virus yet? Apparently not. Anyway, he wants to kill the virus of white supremacy. He goes on and says, I guess a vaccine could work too, but we've had 400 years to develop one, so I won't hold my breath. So the only way I can interpret this paragraph is that Damon is inciting readers to murder white supremacists, which pretty much means any white person who does not hate him or herself. Anyone who exhibits whiteness needs to be located, isolated, and killed, according to this anti-white terrorist. How else would one kill white supremacy? They love to play these word games. Remember with the whole whiteness history month at Portland Community College and I called up? I said, really? So if I said I wanted to end uh, Jewishness or end blackness, you would assume I'm talking about the people too, right? Well, no, but we need we need to disassociate white people from whiteness. Whiteness is just kind of an attribute of them that's taught. You know, it's like kind of racism and stuff. They love to play these games, but you've got to see through them. Every, I mean, who can't see through this? Black people are already killing white people at an incredible rate, so this rhetoric is only going to make matters worse. This is incitement to genocide. I, I, I can't see it any other way. White supremacy is a virus. We need to kill white supremacy. So they're going to want to kill white supremacists. But we need to remember, whenever they're talking about anything being done to white supremacists, they are talking about committing crimes against innocent white people who themselves have committed no actual crimes. Who just go against the genocidal narrative being put forth by the Jewish elite and their Shabbos Goyim. It's perfectly fine for a Jew to call themselves a chosen one. You're not going around saying, oh, we need to kill Jewish supremacists or kill Jewish supremacy. No. But kill white supremacy. Kill white supremacists. Uh, nobody bats an eye. That's a dehumanizing turn. A white supremacist, a neo-Nazi. They are already guilty. Guilty. Uh, judge, jury, executioner. We just basically had Judge Dredd out there. Killing any white supremacy. And the media is just going to say, well, job well done. Vermin off the street. It's just ridiculous. Uh, uh, that's where we're headed, guys. That's where we're going. So, regarding his comment about using a vaccine to kill white supremacy, there is already a big vaccine proponent who has the exact plan in mind, and she is seeking to rid the U.S. of white people. And I'm talking about Dr. Carol Baker. And she writes, we'll, uh, she says, there's a video clip of it that I linked to, we'll just get rid of all the whites in the United States. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's what she's going for. Wow. Hmm. And I conclude the article saying that the genocidal rhetoric against white people is reaching a fever pitch. You want to talk about a pandemic? The anti-whiteness going around. That sure is a pandemic. So I see this article that came out yesterday. And uh, again, white people to blame. Uh, it's from Scientific American. Human genetics needs an anti-racism plan. 
the field began in part to support white supremacy, and it hasn't fully shaken off that shameful heritage. Now, when I read this headline, human genetics needs an anti-racism plan, what I'm thinking in my head is that they want to mess with our genes in order to make us anti-racist, okay? Wouldn't you assume that? And we have to understand also that the vaccines that they're injecting into people, especially in the white world, well, they have mRNA gene therapy technology. That's what they are. They're not even technically vaccines, it appears. And this article comes out the same day as a shooting on St. Patrick's Day. Human genetics needs an anti-racism plan. So they're actually in the article talking about how the field of genetics needs to diversify and how it's just steeped in white supremacy and all that. Uh, You know, but I think that's just a cover. Here's a, a, a little bit from it. When we identify white supremacy as a paramount problem in our field's history, it becomes clear that it is still our problem today. Lack of diversity in available genetic data is not an accident. It is an inevitable consequence of systemic racism in biomedical research. Blah, blah, blah. They even mention critical race theory here. For example, human geneticists of today are perfectly positioned to push back on the myth that race has any basis in biology. Oh, face palm, face slap. Oh my gosh. Scientific American. And they're saying that (laughs) race has no basis in biology. Really? Can we talk about criminology? Can we talk about forensic, where you can look at bones and determine somebody's race? That, uh, oh my gosh, the, the mental gymnastics they must go through to get people to believe this. It's ridiculous. So, uh, say that it was actually a myth that was ingrained by the flawed forefathers of our field. Some modern-day geneticists are already devoted to this work. Others routinely, if naively, perpetuate the scientifically inappropriate conflation of race and ancestry. The trouble is that most human geneticists know very little about race. Scholars in sociology, anthropology, critical race theory gender studies, etc., who have a far more sophisticated understanding of the origins of race and and racism, have so much to teach us. Yes, can we just be informed by the very scientific thinker Franz Boas? Man, we just need to thank this Jew for really educating us white supremacists on, on the realities of genetics and how race does not have any basis in biology. Also, an article that came out on St. Patrick's Day yesterday, U.S. spy agencies warn of growing domestic terrorism threat by Mark Hosenball. And uh, this is from Reuters. U.S. spy agencies said on Wednesday that racially motivated extremists and militia extremists present the most lethal domestic terrorism threats and warned that the threats could grow this year. I've pretty much seen an article that, that every other day, at least, that says the exact same thing as this. The assessment issued by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence said racially motivated extremists were most likely to conduct major attacks against civilians, while militia members typically target police and government personnel in buildings. Yep, they're pushing this hard. So it looks like World War Three would very likely involve uh, civil wars as well, while perhaps 
entire states, you know, countries are warring with each other. It would be a, a, a very... I don't want to see it. Let's just say that. I don't want to see this happen, but this is what they're pushing for. I don't want to see a race war. I don't want to see a civil war. I don't want to see a World War III. I, I just don't. And if you do, then perhaps you don't understand the realities of war. I have not lived through it, but I've looked into war enough to know that I don't want to see a war like that. I am not saying I would not like to see any potential conflict emerge, but not what they have planned for us. Certainly not. Anyway, another article that just came out yesterday is, it's such a coincidence, such a coincidence, considering we had the the shooting at the Asian massage parlor, which was actually uh, a whorehouse, and I guess nobody seems to care about this, but there's a New York Post article, graphic details emerge from sexual assault suit filed against Deshaun Watson. Okay, so what I found really interesting here was not the the tawdry details about how he assaulted two different massage therapists by touching them with with his penis. Uh, No, what I found interesting was that a second suit filed Wednesday alleged another incident with a massage therapist from Atlanta in August 2020. So we're dealing with massage parlors in Georgia. One article about how they're getting shot up and they're actually whorehouses, and this guy goes in, this football player, this black football player, goes into a a masseuse and thinks that she is a whore, and turns out she's not, and she files charges against him. And I guess another masseuse did the same thing. But what a coincidence that this article about a massage uh, masseuse and sexual misconduct in Georgia comes out on the same day that you've got the shooting in Georgia massage parlors. I mean, maybe it really is just a synchronicity. I don't know. But you know what I did expect was that Andrew Anglin would come out with a, a hot take on this, and he sure did. So he has an article here, Georgia, white guy goes on rampage, shoots up three Asian handjob centers, killing eight hookers. Update, the sheriff says that this faggot had a sex addiction and he viewed the poor hookers as temptresses. So yeah, that's the narrative that's coming out. So Anglin writes here, the Asian hookers keep inside their strip malls and don't go out trying to tempt anyone who doesn't walk in their shop. They're the only women who don't tempt and instead deliver. What Anglin is doing here is basically denigrating all white women and pretty much any other women who have any standards, who aren't prostitutes, Asian prostitutes, and just glorifying Asian prostitutes. Because if you look at his history, he was dealing with young Asians over in, uh, what was it, Thailand? for quite some time and has a fetish for Asian women. Yes, this great pro-white anti-Semite loves the Asian girls, young Asian girls, especially prostitutes. He loves promoting prostitution on his site and, of course, Asian women. RIP these hookers, they literally did nothing wrong. Now, I'm not saying it was good that these girls were killed. They're probably sex slaves. But uh, the narrative that he's painting in this is just, it's so absurd. And he's not joking, 
guys, we've seen his video where he's out there with his jailbait girlfriend, a little Asian girl, over in Asia. He writes, eight people are dead, all of them apparently Asian handjob artists of the kind who will probably also do sucky sucky or even boom boom if you put enough money on the table. Yes, he knows this firsthand. The suspect is one Robert Aaron Long. Now, was he using a long gun? We, I don't know if I've read about the gun he used. Was he using a long gun to kill these Asian prostitutes? Why on earth would anyone do this in a world of total slut domination? Yeah, we're dominated by sluts, guys, and of total pussy lockdown. Wait, aren't sluts giving it out? But simultaneously, we have a world of total slut domination and total pussy lockdown. These Asian handjob places are one of the only places left on earth that a man can put money on the table in exchange for sexual release. Shooting these places up is a sick cruelty to all men in the West. Oh, we're depriving all of our great Western heroic men of Asian prostitutes. Oh, man. It's just sick. Uh, The media is claiming this is anti-Asian, but obviously it is anti-white male. White men are the ones who are being denied sex by their own women. Blaming white women for this and are forced to go to these hand job centers. This guy will claim that white women are the ultimate sluts, but yet they're denying their own men? They're denying white men? Oh, I guess they're only sluts for for black guys. Yeah, that's the reality of the situation, Andrew Anglin. It's just so crazy. There's a pussy lockdown, he says, but uh, they're also just absolute whores, sluts. Now these girls are going to be afraid to come over and offer these services for fear of getting shot. Uh, this will also probably trigger a federal investigation into sex trafficking, which is what our feminist regime calls it when Asian prostitutes come to America to work in massage parlors. It is sex trafficking, literally. I want to pound this guy's face into the freaking concrete. Uh, Long must be a feminist, intending to violently enforce the feminist agenda. Yeah. He could even have been programmed through MKUltra as a mind-controlled killer intent on wiping out the last sexual freedom of Western men. He's not joking. I don't care when these guys, oh, he's, well, he's still doing good work and he's waking up the white people with humor. It's not humor. This is sick. This is Jewish humor. That's what it is. All right, guys, I had some other stories it's going to cover, but maybe I'll just save those for Sunday uh, and just keep this very topical here today. Thanks so much for tuning into the Blitz. Uh, I'm glad to have you with me here navigating through this insanity. I hope the show today offered you uh, a perspective on the narrative being painted right now and perhaps gave you some talking points to help counter some of the anti-white bias that we're seeing all over the place. This is a genocidal war that's being waged against us, guys. We need to be strong in the face of it. Take care. Talk to you all again soon. War on error. We have declared war on error.